Welcome back to the Everything Property Podcast. We're talking about Hex Debt Explained for Property Investors. Now, ever since I released a podcast episode a few weeks back with mortgage broker Reedham Syed, we went into a little bit of detail regarding Hex Debt and how it can affect you as a property buyer or an investor. And I ran a couple of polls across our uh, Everything Property social channels. And there was a few questions I asked about Hex. And they were um, the first he- the first question I asked was a true or false. It was um, a $10,000 Hex Debt decreases your borrowing capacity by $10,000. Now, 60% of people out there incorrectly answered that that was true. It is in fact false and it affects your borrowing capacity more, but I was a bit alarmed with what I saw. So I asked another question. I said, look, on a $100,000 income, how much hex would I pay back a year? I had multiple choice for this one, 2,000, 4,000, 6,000 or 10,000. Now, unfortunately, only 30% of people got the answer right, which was 6,000 or 6%. And the final question I asked was, of that 6000 how much can that affect your borrowing capacity? So how much can paying 6000 a year in hex back affect my borrowing capacity? And unfortunately, only 24% of people got the answer correct. So I was quite alarmed by this. On top of this, I also shared a question box with people and I, uh, I said, please ask your thoughts, feelings, questions and emotions regarding HEX um, and then it became quite clear that you know the general public, aka the audience, the you, you listening to this podcast and you who are following us on socials probably weren't fully educated on the HEX topic um, and I thought that'd be a great excuse to structure a episode uh, around HEX so that we can speak to all things HEX and how it relates to purchasing property. So now that when I have somebody ask me about it, I can reference them back to this episode and I'm hoping you know in, in 10 or 15 minutes, we can discuss everything to do with HEX to get your head around it so you know you're informed and you can make educated decisions. First and foremost though, I must say, and as and as every episode on this podcast is, is this is not financial advice. I'm simply sharing my opinion and my research findings on Hex. Now, I've consumed an enormous amount of content over the past few weeks on the topic uh, and I've studied two uni degrees, which means I've racked up a hell of a lot of Hex debt. So I'm pretty experienced uh, in the accumulation of Hex debt phases. Now, like you, I'm, I'm looking to pay mine off by the end of the year to finally free up some borrowing capacity and have a little bit of a, a, a pay bump um, from my employer every week, but more on that uh, during and towards the end of the episode. So let's, let's dive straight into it. Now, you're probably thinking, what is HEX? Fancy acronym HEX stands for the Higher Education Contribution Scheme. There's a few different acronyms and there's a few different, depending on depending on the state and the, the type of study, uh, the name varies a little bit, but essentially what a HEX debt is or what a help debt is in layman's terms is an probably how I like to think about it, is a loan between you and the government when you can't pay up front for tertiary study. So by tertiary, I mean, you know, university, that kind of thing. The government lends you the money to be able to pay the university that you go to and then you pay back the government once you finish studying and entering the real world and you get a nine to five job. Now, the rules as of recording this podcast in September 2023 state that um, in the 2023 slash 2024 financial year, 
once you start earning over $51,550, you need to start paying back that loan that you took out to the government. Now, I think if my memory serves correctly, that this uh, the previous year was was a little bit lower, forty eight thousand. So very generous of the government to bump this up to fifty one thousand five hundred and fifty dollars. But buyer beware, this is not an automatic flick of the switch thing that happens overnight. When you start working for an employer, you get that little ATO form that you need to fill out with your tax file number, your name, your details, basically everything about you. There's a small little section on that that asks you if you've got a help debt or if you've got this sort of loan and you need to tick those boxes and allocate yes. Now, if you didn't and you, you either make a mistake or for whatever reason you think it's a good idea not to pay it, then come tax time at the end of the financial year, you're going to get a nice little bill from the ATO with what you need to pay back. Now, how much do you exactly need to pay? That's a great question. I too um, didn't really know the exact amount until I, I dove a little bit deeper into this. The way the government structures it is that the more you earn, i.e. the bigger your salary, the more you pay back, which is 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 probably a fair thing. If you're only earning just over that 51550 you don't want to be paying back the same so that's earning three times as much as you on, you know, on the Grand. Now, if you if you search for this on just you know hex repayment rates, it'll come up and you'll be able to f- find this quite easily. But in a nutshell, uh, if you're earning sixty thousand dollars a year, you're paying two percent of your salary to hex, which is twelve hundred dollars a year. If you're earning seventy thousand dollars a year, you're paying back three percent of your salary, which is two thousand one hundred dollars a year. If you're earning $80,000, you're paying back 4.5% of your salary, which is $3,600 a year. If you're earning $90,000, you're paying back 5.5% of your salary, which is $4,950 a year. If you're lucky enough to earn $100,000, you're paying 6% back a year, which is $6,000. If you're earning $110,000, you're paying back 7%, which is $7,700. And if you're earning $120,000, you are paying back 8%, which is $9,600. If you're earning $140,000, you are paying back 9% of your yearly salary, which is $12,600. And if you're earning above $151,201, you're paying back 10%, which is $15,120 or 10% above that. So if it's $200,000, you're paying back $20,000 a year. Now, that information is pretty fine. Search it up on the ATO website if you're a little bit lost or you need to go back through. What I will say is is that it is tiered. I just went through and named um, those easy $10,000 round figure marks. If you're earning, for example, seventy-two or 75000 the rate does change. It goes, you know, from 70000 it's 3% and up to eight, it's 4.5. So there's a few tiers there um, of 3.5% and 4%. So it's important you go on there and you check that to make sure you're fully across what you need to pay. What, what I've just read out is the minimum compulsory repayments you need to make so you so these repayments are your minimum compulsory repayments you need to make so you would think that if you take your hex debt uh, divide it by the amount you're paying back every year you get to how long it'll take you off right wrong now 
There's no such thing as a free world or free money these days. And on the 1st of June, every single year, the amount of hex tech that you have is indexed or what I like to call interest. Pretty much like adding on interest and that is the government's way of keeping up or adjusting that loan with inflation. Now, we've had a crazy past 12 months uh, and the 2023 the 2023 indexation rate was 7.1%, meaning real-life example. So if you have a hex debt of $10,000, it grew by $710. If your hex debt was 20 grand, it grew by $1,420. And if you had a $50,000 hex, it grew by $3,550. So pretty painful for those people uh, with the larger hex debts. Now, to put this into perspective... If you had a $50,000 hex debt and you were earning 70 k in the past 12 months, you would have paid back $2,100. However, that indexation amount would have been $3,550, meaning that debt actually grew by $1,450. But don't be alarmed because apart from sort of 2023 and that ridiculous 7.1% figure, the previous indexation rates over the past four years has been respectively 3.9%, 0.6% and 1.8% for two years. So it's not always going to be that high, but there is a couple of things you need to know. So firstly is the 11-month rule and that is indexation is applied to the part of the loan that has remained unpaid for more than 11 months. So if you incur a loan before that time, it will most likely not occur the indexation for that first period. But obviously, the year after, you'll start ticking over and it'll start indexing. Another thing to note is that your employer only withholds the compulsory payments. You can also make additional payments at any time, you know, using your debit cards or anything like that online, BPay as well. But yeah, you can simply make as many payments. additional payments on top of that as possible so you could even make that you know at the end of the year or at tax time or any time like that you as long as you get those compulsory payments what you pay over that is is purely up to your own discretion the indexation rate is also calculated on on the cpi figure over the past two years so knowing that the 2023 figure was high at 7.1 percent i think even if it was to drop down to something similar over the past um, like the past four years i think it'll still be quite high next year and that's because it takes the average of two every two years that cpi figure the important part is the impact that hex plays when purchasing property and if my instagram polls are anything to go by this is the majority of my audience so please listen up one of the biggest misconceptions or mistakes i hear all the time is people saying oh i've only got a couple of thousand left i'm not really bothered by it or it's not hurting me Wrong. You need to understand this or whoever's got this hex debt is that whether you have $2,000 or $20,000 in hex debt, the bank doesn't look at it that way. They look at that that amount that you're paying back. So whether it's 6%, 7%, 8%, 9%, the bank looks at that as an expense and takes that as 
a, a weekly or a monthly comp- contribution and then starts to work out how much of an expense it is. The bank just doesn't go, oh, he's got $2,000 left. You know, he'll pay back in a few months. We're not going to count it. It doesn't work that way. Just so we're clear, the amount you have left, the bank looks at that contribution as a spending amount, as an additional cost, and it reduces your borrowing capacity. Now, another misconception and, and what I mentioned in, 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 the, in the poll at the start of this podcast episode is that people think a six grand hex debt reduces their borrowing capacity by 6,000 or a $10,000 hex debt reduces their borrowing capacity by 10K. It's also not true. You know, in episode, if if you've got time, scroll back and have a listen to episode 27 with Readham. Now, he mentions a, a, a really good rule of thumb for this, the way to calculate how much it affects your borrowing capacity is to work out the percentage that you're paying. So as I've mentioned before at the start of the pod and we went through, depending on your salary is the, that percentage you make, you've got how much that you need to pay back in a year. And he's saying, a good rule of thumb is to times that by 10 and that's up to how much your borrowing capacity can be affected. So a few real-time examples. For someone that's earning $70,000 a year, they're paying 3% hex. This is $2,100 a year. Times that by 10 and you are limiting your borrowing capacity by 21000 But wait, there's more. Someone earning $100,000 a year pays 6% hex. That's $6,000 a year. Times that by 10. 60,000. Someone earning 155 grand a year pays 10% hex. That's 15,500. Times that by 10, that's over 155 grand that they're reducing the borrowing capacity. So as you can see, as your income starts to climb, so does your hex amount, so does the multiple factor and the more that that will affect your borrowing capacity. So what can you learn from this episode? What are some of the questions I've had and what what I do in these situations? Again, purely my thoughts, not financial advice, but a couple of things I've heard. Some people say that, oh, hex debt is good debt um, and they've got no issues with it. Now, I personally call bullshit on that. In my opinion, good debt is something like like a mortgage on a house where you're or le- leveraging in your purchase you've purchased an appreciating asset that is growing in value as that debt is reduced over time your hex is doing nothing good for you so i can't see how it could be a good thing people ask should i pay off my hex now that's a really good question and if you run through the numbers with a nominal indexation rate how much you pay back each year how much you have left and you're okay with paying it off in two, three, four, five, ten years, then that's fine. Don't just make the compulsory repayments each year or let your employer make those compulsory repayments each year and let it do its thing. Let it do its thing. If you're looking to purchase a place to live in or an investment, then I'd personally be speaking to a mortgage broker and get them to run the numbers on the situation as you can borrow what you can borrow before having your hex paid off and after you. Now, it's important to note and there's a fine balance when you're you're thinking about something like this between paying off your hex, having enough money in your pocket for a deposit. So what you need to calculate is how much hex you got left, how much you have saved, what sort of deposit do you need? You know, does LMI come into play? If you spend $20,000 paying off your hex, do you get, you know, more borrowing capacity that leads you into LMI territory? How much LMI is that? And can you afford to to buy that property or make that purchase not, not paying off your hex? Or is there other things that you can leverage? For example, I can pay off my hex. I can then borrow more money, meaning I can get myself into a better property and 
potentially if it's only a, a 5% or 10% deposit, I can look to utilize something like a guarantor, check out last week's episode, which is what we talked about guarantors, um, to get myself into the market. All of which, all these questions, if you sit down and partner with a good mortgage broker, they should be able to give the, you the answers dependent on your situation. Now, I can't, I can't come up and give you these answers because I don't know what you're earning. I don't know what sort of asset you're looking to, to purchase and I don't know how much money you have saved, but definitely a list of questions worth considering and take into your mortgage broker. Now, one little bit of advice I have above all things is to keep a buffer. Now, life happens and if you have $5,000 in your savings account and a $5,000 hex left, you would be crazy to spend your last $5,000 paying off your hex. You know, because life happens, you're going to need, you might need an emergency fund for, for a rainy day. I would definitely say if you can afford to and you have additional funds saved over your emergency funds, people say, you know, three months of your life costs or six months of all your bills and costs, depending on your circumstances and your risk appetite, but something similar to that. Once you have money over that or potentially you get a very generous bonus or tax return, I'd be looking at using that to pay off a little bit of it over time if you're looking to purchase property. Now, personally, I'm looking to increase my borrowing capacity and pay mine off by the end of the year. And I think it's going to be a nice little Christmas present having a little bit of extra pay each week. So as your employer withholds some of your salary to pay this back, to pay this loan back, what you'll notice is once it's paid back, you'll actually get that money that they're withholding as part of your general salary. So a way to figure out how much money that is, you know, you can take your yearly amount, divide it by 52 and see how much money you're going to get back per week. Or you can jump on a little calculator online called paycalculator.com.au, punch in your details, punch in your salary, and then you can toggle off and on the hex slash student loan feature. And you can see how much money you're going to get before paying off your hex and then after paying off your hex. So it kind of feels like a little a little um, pay increase or it feels like a little, a little bonus each week. So Look, if in my personal opinion, if it was me and I'm trying to purchase property, I'd be I'd be looking at those numbers and I'd be looking to increase and be as attractive and as appealing to the bank as possible. And how do you do that? Would be by minimizing or reducing paying off fully your hex debt. So when you go to the bank, you have no personal loans, no credit cards, no hex debts. You've just got your salary that you've been growing year on year on year and you've got a good chunk of money saved. The bank looks at you like tick, 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 ticks all the boxes. You know, here's how much money we can loan you. So look, there you have it, guys. There is my quick summary on hex debts. We've run a little bit over time. Apologies, but I've tried to cram as much information into this podcast episode as possible. If you've got any questions, queries, comments, thoughts, feelings, emotions, make sure you send them through to us on LinkedIn, Instagram, or Facebook. Everything property, you know where to find us, and I'd love to be able to provide any more clarity where possible. Thank you so much for listening.